you have to you have to have your discipline tested you have to have your discipline tested that doesn't just mean adversity that might just mean you testing your own discipline commando mindset mongolian throat singing wow i know i haven't heard about this if you haven't heard it, I would strongly recommend going to the popular platform, YouTube, typing in Mongolian throat singing and enjoy the delights of a man sitting on top of a mountain uh, with a two string guitar esque type device instrument. Actually, is what I meant instrument and um, enjoy the delights of, of the throat singing. But have you heard this Mongolian throat music? Yeah. Throat, as in T-H-R, like as in my throat. As in your throat. Isn't everyone singing from their throat? No, no, not like these guys. Okay. Ben, please explain. I'm very confused well, I can't, right now. Well, I can't really explain too much more. Are we allowed to play a little bit of this throat music? Can you show me a little bit? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's making that sound with his throat. Yeah. I'm glad it's still playing. He's making that sound with his actual throat. <laughs> he can't turn it off for love nor money. Why is it stop? Why is it not stopping? He's <laughs> <laughs> sucking the throat. It's music like a algorithm. hacking kind of music. As soon as you play it, it doesn't stop. <laughs> He's in Mongolia right now, going, "Yes, got another one." Is that a traditional thing? Obviously, I don't want to offend anyone. It's just strange and new to us. But is that like a cultural, traditional Mongolian thing? You don't know about the Mong? I've never heard of Mongolian throat music. No. I didn't know that until I came across it one time. Wow. I don't know how I came across it, actually. Um, Do you use it for your meditation? How? <laughs> <laughs> how would you sit there and meditate uh, to he, that? He has special music for different things, don't you? I yeah, do, but that's, again, in, in the next episode. Okay, we'll use music in <laughs> No, I mean... Have you looked at the plan? <laughs> <laughs> we can still talk about music. Um... No, but you use music for different things. And I wondered whether Mongolian throat music is something that you use. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why is everything I say? I just... I, I bet you his I answer just, is yes. I know him so well that I'm thinking... Part of me is thinking, no, sure, it's nice to listen to, but surely there's not a time and a place for that Mongolian throat music. And now I'm thinking... I wonder actually if it's like his brushing his teeth music or so. Honestly, lit, you can't. It sound, it's lovely. It's lovely music, but there's not really. Where do you listen to that? Tom is going to tell us. I bet you use it for something He's, specific, like a meditation or an exercise. Honestly, or... our business partnership is over if you have a specific reason for listening <laughs> to that music. Oh, the cost of this answer now has gone up. Integrity. I've always got a blank sort of shares document which he has to sign. <laughs> <laughs> kind of when I feel, I suppose when I feel like it. Yeah, you gotta be in okay. the mood. You gotta be in the mood for. Do you Mongolian listen to the throat Mongolian music. throat music on your own, or do you put it on in the house? It's in honestly not something I would put on my playlist to share with friends. Okay. I wouldn't start a party and go, "Hey guys, listen to this next gin." <laughs> my first introduction to throat music was <laughs> a year or so ago. We were we were quite. It's a good, it's a good honesty point because I don't think we were manage, managing ourselves. Well, I wasn't managing myself that well, and I was throwing myself right into the coal face and working very hard, which probably in, in line what we're going to talk about today about discipline was being almost too disciplined with the business side of it, and uh, I was I was struggling with like chest pains and and hmm. slight issues with that, and you get it mixed up and stress and a bit of anxiety was. Uh, 
not plaguing me, but it's just here and there. And it would come on with hot flushes and we would drive into Birmingham <laughs> to do a talk. <laughs> and I had one of these hot flushes come on and I was like, oh, don't feel too good right now. <laughs> feel a bit waspy. Is it that bit... tight chest feeling? Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't think I was dying, but I was like, oh, I'm having a bit of a heart. heart. I was unaware. I'm having a bit of a heart meltdown here. I feel sorry for myself. And I looked at my window and it steamed up and I was really hot. I was wearing a jumper. And you know when you just get a bit hot and mm. flustered? I was like, oh, God, I don't feel good. I didn't want to tell the lads in the car because they're like, oh, look at you, you're hot and flustered. I was like, oh, I don't feel too good. And then old numpty drunk here was like, here, listen to this. <laughs> so I was sat there like, Trying to drive, just trying to hold it in, having the little, just just breathe. Right, what was making it far worse was this music. And then he looked at me. I could see through my peripheral vision. He was looking at me, and he was like, "Oh, he must be enjoying it." He turned it up and put on another track, and I just had to say, "Mate, you're gonna have to turn that off." (laughs) Can't, can't cope. Mongolian throat music, amazing. Never forgot. Well, because sometimes Ben goes into this kind of like thought process, and he's sort of you know very sort of focused, quiet time. I was like, God, oh, he must be loving this. I'm going to try another track, see if he, you know, takes him to the next level. Didn't take it to the next level, did it? No. I like that mention of the thinking, though, because we were talk- we were planning yesterday, and I was sat in the middle, two metres apart. Mm-hmm. Which we were, actually, weren't we? Properly two metres oh, yeah. apart. And uh, I was going quiet, always going quiet, and you were like, what are you thinking, Ben? What are you thinking, and then you're like, he's just thinking. And there was this conversation going over my head about me thinking. That's true. I was trying to think, what are you thinking about? I'm just thinking, what are you thinking about though? Planning for the podcast. Yeah. Which has gone right out the window. You're listening to Commando Mindset. <laughs> if it's the first time you're listening, make sure you hit us with the five star reviews. Let us know in the um, reviews what you think of it because it helps new people find our podcast as well. And make sure you check us out on socials. We are at Commando underscore Mindset. So today we're discussing discipline and habit. Oh, yes. The connection between the two, why, how, etc. Mm. So. Tell me about like why. Why is discipline important? Well, the clue's in the title for the for the name of the podcast for us, isn't it? Most people listening, well, pr- probably everyone listening knows that we have some form of commando background and that's a military background and mil- the military's very associated with discipline. Um, you think of the sergeant major with the big, big moustache, shouty and uh, marching around and... and, and uh, physical exercise and stuff but um, discipline is a very important thing for us within the military um, because it, it it gets out bad habits it it doesn't decrease weakness because that's the wrong way of terming it but it just puts aside you know that sh- cutting corners attitude um not applying yourself in the correct way and 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 doing the basics right we're we're very sort of proud on the do the basics right and then the hard stuff just becomes slightly easier um and we're very within sort of the military world we and definitely the marines we pride ourselves on basics do the basics correctly and and everything else just gets that bit easier when when things hit the fan um you're able to work through and process that uh, a bit better. So discipline is highly regarded within our world, but but equally, 
outside of the military as well discipline is is a huge part of or it should be a huge part of everyone's <laughs> life um no matter what you do where you are whatever walk of life you're from if if you want to take yourself to the next level it takes uh it almost like the unrelenting pursuit of discipline isn't it because it, it makes you someone it, it gets you through difficult times it helps you challenge it gives you well focus as well as we'll talk about another time i think it's an, an important note to make um to differentiate between discipline and self-discipline kind of discipline is the afterthought whereas self-discipline is the precursor so when a lot of people we've spoken to we talk about discipline and they're saying oh yeah god it's so much discipline it must be all about being shouted at when you're doing the wrong thing and you know it's once you've done something then you need to get disciplined for it and it's rewording that in someone's mind and saying no no the, the idea is that it's self-discipline. You you do the self-discipline before you get to the point of having to be disciplined on the thing. It's Self-discipline is in every aspect of your life, um, your diet, your reading, your intellect, how you conduct yourself. You have to discipline yourselves on, on these certain things in order to get better at them. Why, though, is having self-discipline important and not just living that lifestyle of being free and doing what I want when I want to. Discipline is the backbone of any success. We all we all have our heroes and we all admire people across the world who have achieved something maybe more than us or, or people we look up to, whether that's a celebrity, an athlete, uh, someone in business, it, and not even that, your mother, your father, close friends, someone you look to who has got to that platform maybe a bit higher than you and you ask why why how have they got there um very little success comes from speed and ease doesn't it it comes from a huge amount of self-control um discipline mm. you know uh what we'll talk about later in the episode which is habit and and all of that constitutes towards someone's success. Success should never be viewed as, oh, look at them, they got to the top, look how easy it is for them. No, um, the actresses which didn't go out on the drink and they stayed at home and they studied their their art. They went to the classes instead of socialising with friends. You know, um, I grew up idolising David Beckham. I'm a massive David Beckham fan, which I've mentioned before. Um, and people say, Golden Balls, look how good Golden Balls is. He's so talented, he's awesome. Well, I've got a, a very old VHS tape of David Beckham's first ever documentary um, back in the early 90s. Uh, and, it, it, and it shows like footage, more footage, more footage of him spending hours on these really old ropey football pitches out the back of his house with a, a hanging tyre in one corner, a hanging tyre in the right, uh, top right corner. People watch those Pepsi adverts and go, look at him kick it in the bin. Isn't he talented? No, he's had an unrelenting discipline after school, before school, after training to go to that windy, horrible, crap, muddy football pitch and chip away at his skill and chip away at his skill. So when he puts the goal in, when we qualified for the World Cup several years ago and, and the stadium went wild, and uh, was it the World Cup or the Euros? Sorry, it skips my mind. Everyone was like, look how good he is. No, that art of discipline has got him to that standard that when it counts most, he's effective. And, and that is a massively important part of it because understanding that that requires <laughs> discipline, but actually discipline comes in small forms. So before he was going out in the back and doing the tyre shots, um, I've read in a book where he 
spent unrelenting hours in mastering the keep-me-ups. So as soon as he came back from school, he'd keep me up in the back garden so that he went from maybe doing five to then 10. And then eventually he got to 192 keep-me-ups or something like that, maybe a few more. And that's when he felt that he'd mastered the keep-me-ups so that he then progressed to the next funny old thing, discipline. So he had enough discipline to create, and this was what we'll talk about later, but to turn that keep-me-ups into a habit so that he could then remaster his discipline into the next thing that he wanted to create as a habit. And the next habit would have been, obviously, getting the goals yeah. in, the, in the top and left, top left and top right corner. If, if success to you is money, you tick a lottery ticket and it comes in, that's quick success, isn't mm. it? That's not discipline. Maybe it's the art of discipline doing lottery every week relentlessly mm. for the last five years. Um, careful how I word this, but is going on a celebrity or, or um, what are they called? Uh, reality show. Reality show discipline. No, not really. But then that's also a different definition of success, right? Exactly. So what I, what what what's really key to understand is define almost what you think success is, and then how discipline builds you towards that. Yes. Um. So what are you aiming for? Where you can apply discipline, which is which you want to attain, like uh, obtain. So maybe going on a reality show is that, but you need the dis. It's not been on the show, is it? It's the discipline of maybe getting to that show and going through auditions and all stuff like that. Personally, it's not something I buy into. But there are people I look out in the world who are movie stars, who mm. are musicians, who are authors, business people, who I think they've just had this unrelenting discipline to get to where they are. It's tenacity as well, isn't it? This tenacious um, drive to achieve what they want to achieve. And like we spoke about in other episodes about adversity and knockbacks and challenges, it's discipline is going to help you get past that and go this isn't a good time that i'm in right now but if i maintain momentum if i maintain what i'm trying to achieve here i can overcome this challenge i can get to the next part i can get to the next stepping stone discipline in essence then is sort of practice right discipline is repeated practice for success and that i think that's where it aligns to habit Mm. so not all disciplines turn into habit but if you do something enough regularly so uh, uh, if you if you if you look it up on the internet you can quite quickly see there's many studies that prove ish around people begin to develop habits around 66 days so it's coined between 30 and 120 but most people it's around 66 days so that's a couple of months graft mate that's that's not much is it so being disciplined at something for a couple of months then will transform into a habit. So um, it's something that I want to talk a little bit later on about. But you think about lifestyle changes, health, fitness, drinking, drugs, money, whatever it is, it takes a degree of discipline to break the old habit of spending or drinking wrong or eating wrong, smoking, huge amount of discipline in some of those areas to break the habit to then transform it into a new habit where the new habit becomes a more of a disciplined um attribute that you're doing it's a really interesting time to talk about this because you mentioned 66 days and we've been quarantined many people have been quarantined now over coronavirus for longer than that so it could have been a time to break old habits make new habits discipline is in every walk of life and one of the biggest things which we miss out on discipline is our own finances our own independent 
personal economies. If I just read a statistic and I was trying to ensure that I got the right percentage correct, and there's different percentages, but somewhere between 50 to 70% of lottery winners eventually within three to five years become broke. Now that is a great indication to suggest that the overnight success isn't always the glory. You don't, you won't have gained the skills, and this sounds bizarre when I say it, but it's true. You won't have gained the skills to become a millionaire. Yes, you may be a millionaire the practice, the on paper. Exactly, you have to discipline yourself to become that. And one of the greatest stories I ever heard was someone said, "When I get to, after I've worked many years to become a millionaire, and I lost it all." I wasn't that bothered because it didn't take me that long to become a millionaire again because I'd gained the skills in those seven years to become a millionaire that they were an invaluable skill set that I could then carry on. I had the discipline within those seven years, yeah. which meant I learned, which I now have the habit of becoming a millionaire. That I, they, that person went on to make multiple millions. But discipline is in every walk of life and that's we can't let everything go to neglect because if we neglect our finances, well, for the majority of people, that's, you know, it is a state where we are right now. You know, we are where we are with many people not having enough savings to see themselves through the, the year, living month to month. Mm. This is obviously a pretty big period. A lot of people are panicking now with the pandemic going on. Furlough is coming, not to sound negative at all, but there's an idea that if you haven't been disciplined with your finances, how are you going to survive at the back end of this? And that's when you enter that territory of kind of going into the survival mode because if you neglect on a discipline which perhaps you should have paid more attention to before the thing that came and threw you off happened yeah then we this can, is a big learning curve a huge learning curve. for more like this so ben tell me about discipline in the military what is the importance of it and why is it such a big thing well the word the word discipline is probably very much associated with the military isn't it you think of military training and like I referenced earlier you think of the sergeant major the mustache the shout the, the drill and all this type of stuff um discipline is, for us is it gets you into shape not just physically but mentally you know it gets your attitude into shape it gets your physical bearing into shape it you can for me and I know Tom is the same I can walk down the high street and I can and quite quickly spot a member of the armed forces walking along the street in civilian clothes and and definitely um you know the royal marines you could see, see a marine a mile off because they carry an air of discipline it's the way you your gait the way you walk the way you, who you are your standard um and, and and as you can imagine uh like any training environment you get all sorts of people turn up at the gate you get people from very successful and wealthy backgrounds and you get very poor people turn up and everyone in between and everyone has a different standard everyone's lived a different life everyone has been certain uh, types of characters what we look for is to turn that type of character into an elite thinking military character which takes discipline it takes discipline of the training team it takes discipline of the the uh, the military regime, I suppose you could call it, but we we start basic. You know, I think uh, have we mentioned it on one of the other podcasts that you're actually taught to wash mm. when you turn up to Royal Marines training? No, have we not? No. Okay, mm, that's a new one. So, what do you mean? So, literally, lesson three, day mm. one of Royal Marines training is your 
Uh, it's usually in the evening, isn't it? Yeah, your first evening there, you all go down to the showers and you stand in a big collective. Big communal showers. In a half circle around these showers. Mm. And your drill instructor, who's a corporal, who's um, a very dif- disciplined person themselves, teaches you how to wash. Like your naked body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So there, there he will be. He will do a full lesson. Uh, okay, fellas, listen in. Uh, right, what you need to do, obviously, first you turn on the shower and then you step into the shower. And you get, I remember stood there thinking, this is generally happening. But there are some people which come who, who don't live as disciplined of a, a hygienic lifestyle as others. There's people which may get up in the morning and not wash and carry on. Uh, Does this, sorry, I'm just being really curious now, but this includes private parts? Oh, yeah, it gets pulled back and you, every crease is washed. We're showing and how to explained wa- how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so good because I can imagine, I'm thinking of the stereotypical stiff upper lip British dad not teaching their kids this. What? Yeah. Right? You're, you're taught to... And you're going somewhere hot and sweaty and sandy and yeah, you need exactly. to know. Exactly. So there's more to it. So it seems, I remember watching it on a program before I actually experienced it. I watched... Um, Commander on, on the front, front line. line, yeah. Commander on the front line, but Chris Terrell. And um, thinking, wow, that's a little bit strange. Um, and then doing it myself, you know, several months later, all 60 blokes just stood there all naked, stood next wow. to one another. Like, you're having a lesson with your willy out. And, uh, and the instructor's like, right, then you're going to get in here and you're going to rummage around in there and you're going to do this, don't forget. <laughs> but this, so administration uh, in is not paperwork to us. Administration is your personal accountability, your personal hygiene, the way you look after yourself, you know, your clothes, how you iron. It's called admin. We call it admin. And um, so personal hygiene is a big thing in the Marines because we spend a lot of time on ship. Um, we are very particular about, uh, well, come, come to the ship. So we spend, what, it could be months in the field and then we get helicopter lifts or landing craft lifts back to a ship. That's a very, very small space to live on where you could have 120 Marines living very closely, very close proximity. If if the level of hygiene is poor, what happens? People get sick. People get sick. I mean, we're literally teaching people how to wash their hands right now. This makes exactly. so much sense. And, and that's what we said when coronavirus, because hygiene is very high standard in the Marines. It's like drummed into us from the start. And it's a it's very... The, pic- also, the value of the assets of the Marines, you knock out too many people with a sickness. Like Exactly. Yeah. So we kind of said, didn't we, if any Marines get coronavirus, <laughs> it means you haven't washed your hands. <laughs> so uh, there's a forfeit kicking around for that. But... um. But it, back to the point is is you're taught these really fundamental, basic things that you turn up and you think you know. Um, taught how to clean your teeth properly. I remember when I went to Brazil, I had a checkup with a dentist in Brazil and she taught me how to tr- brush my teeth. I must have been maybe 11. And I was like, this is completely different to what we are taught in England. I was like, wow, I didn't realise there's all these different techniques and it's, stuff. And it's so, it's, it is fundamental to create... Uh, when you look at the military, especially the Marines, let's talk about the Marines because we're commander mindset here. You're breaking down people to build them back up into what you want. You know, not making a machine. You're making a very strong individual who can cope with very difficult adverse conditions. If that person can do the basic things very well, like I said at the beginning, they can do the very hard stuff to a better standard. Um, you know, 
countless hours spent ironing, polishing your boots, standing in line, chin up, chest out, all these things. It's a discipline because it forms a character. Starts off as a discipline. Do you want to talk about drill? Because you were talking about it the other week and why, what is the point in marching and drill? Do you remember it? Yeah, so drill, drill when you first attend Royal Marines training, and in fact, probably for the majority of the military, that you conduct drill. Drill is basically, you go onto the parade square, you all stand in three lines also known as three ranks and you're well dressed your first ins- inspected is one of the first things that you'll be so it's broken down there's spacings in between the three lines and the drill sergeant or drill color sergeant whoever it might be will inspect each individual and you've got to stand there still no scratching no touching preferably no coughing mm. you know it's all about do not move in that moment and i'll lead on to that in a second so you stand absolutely still you'll get looked at up and down as they go down from one person to the next and if there's anything that is untoward like a, a whisker that's been missed when you've shaved in the morning press-ups around the or run around the parade square or go back and have a shave under like literally you have to go through the whole shower process or, or what was worse than all of that can put on the Flank. Flank. Yeah. Oh. So the flank is, is where you do not want to end up. The flank is, is the flank for anything is, is something that's off to the side of the main okay. thing. So when you put on the flank, it's basically the naughty boy's corner. I was going to say, yeah, like a naughty step. Yeah. <laughs> so you put in the naughty boy's corner and you have to march to the naughty boy's corner and own. then do an about turn and stand there and whatnot. Yeah. And then say to yourself. <sighs> so the, the first rule of drill is that. Once you're inspected, if you f- if you fail to miss a perfect presentation, a perfect perfect turnout, then you've missed basic disciplines. Because if you can't make yourself look good, mm. if you can't turn out how you're required to turn out, then the reality is is that discipline may be lacking on the battlefield. So that's part one of discipline, ensuring that you are prepared to turn out with all of the kit in the perfect fashion in which you should be to be able to do the job. So that's kind of like rule one of, disi- of uh, drill. The next one of drill is where you'll then start to march in order or you'll go in, go back into closed ranks and then turn, told to turn left, turn right. Then they start incorporating a weapon the further you go into training and you'll start doing weapons drill. And it's literally at the command of left turn, you'll do an immediate that the whole section, the whole troop will turn on the call of the drill sergeant or drill color sergeant, whoever it might be. And the purpose behind that as well is that you learn this discipline to respond to whatever's going on. Mm. So it's an immediate discipline. So if you hear something, because on a battlefield, you've got multiple different inputs. You've got on your radio, you've got the, you know, in your ear on the left ear, you've got your radio. You've got the people talking to you in the section. So left and right, you've got, you're looking out for for muzzle flashes in the bush, or you're looking out for if an ID has gone off. There's a lot of confusion there's a lot of stuff going You're on learning the discipline of responding to a call to action essentially in effect but precisely mm. and timely love it to a to a very fine degree so that you know that you've got and this is the best part of it is that that you don't have discipline on the battlefield you have habit and this these, by the time you're out there, it's a muscle memory. Exactly. The discipline of washing is only so much until you leave training, or very quickly you turn that discipline into a habit. 
each and every one of us shares only a certain amount of discipline. We all share a certain amount of discipline between all three of us and everybody else that's listening to this podcast right now and everyone else that they know. The difference is, is if they can turn that discipline into a habit, they then get a rejuvenation of energy, discipline energy, to create another new habit. So use that discipline for the next habit. Building blocks. Exactly, building blocks. Everyone sort of looks at drill as well, don't they? What a lot of people probably don't realise is almost the same uh, intensity of drill is poured into the physical training element as well. So you spend nine weeks of Royal Marines training in the gymnasium where obviously people listening can't see, but your fingers are down by your side when you're stood to attention like straight lines there's not a gap between your fingers and your thumb knees tucking away and they follow the seam seam. it has to touch the seam and you do not scratch you do not sniff everyone moves at the same time everything's at a beat and like thomas is that regularity of discipline and, and learning to respond at that moment but also when your nose is itching like mad because you've got sweat running off it sweating your eyes you 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 are you're stood there aren't you like discipline do not touch your face do not touch your face because that's a huge thing you know you could go horrible things happen on the battlefield and you have your hands in very dodgy places you know learn not to touch your face Mm. um you don't deal with casualties and then go wiping it all over your eyes and stuff because then you become a casualty in some strange way so the, the these things lying in an ambush some ambushes i remember being in afghanistan and we spent um the whole night in a lurk which is a form of ambush and it never it never got action the ambush never happened we were waiting for um several people to come out of an ied making facility basically and turns out they weren't in there in the end so we waited all night but you are there like awake can't sniff can't scratch can't (coughs) give away the ambush exactly. exactly everyone's lying there long night as well we're talking sort of nine ten o'clock at night through to six in the morning awake watching somewhere you can't do anything but the discipline is there and it's not so much oh i need to not itch my nose because i'm disciplined it's a habit to not do it you're suddenly like it's been drummed into you all this time that well i I don't scratch it's the habit of not scratching my face and itching my balls and coughing during an ambush Mm. it's been drummed into me it's been trained into me and that's what i mean by the tougher times as you go down the line, discipline gets you through that. But because you've learned to do the basics, who would have thought not scratching in a gymnasium may save your life in an ambush when you're two years down the line? Um, and it's a point to note, like discipline gets you through the hard times. That's what discipline is there for. It's got it got Jennifer Aniston through all those actress schools to where she is now. It got David Beckham in that rainy pitch to do that. It got Mo Farah running and running and running. It got Bill Gates getting up every morning to do what he wants to do. It got um, J.K. Rowling to continue writing and to send her pub, um, proposals in. That's discipline. And those people should be admired, not because of their talent of, oh, look how good they are, where they got to. Admire their discipline and how they've got to that point. And how many of those disciplines along the way became habit? I can get through this tough time. Discipline mixed with perseverance and tenacity. Mm. That's where the real chemical reaction of great stuff happens. You know, that's where really it starts to work. When, you know, Ben's obviously just mentioned all those people. Discipline is great. Oh, we've got another chinook knock. We've got another chinook coming in as, as, as uh, Layla likes to call them chinooks. <laughs> Is that, is that like a sort of Chinook which carries a nuclear bomb on board? A Chinook. 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 Yeah, it's an American one. That's nice. 
Um, we can't let it go. We have to stay near military bases, don't yeah. we? <laughs> Commando mindset. Can we go, can we go and do it at the duck house near well, that military it, base when it, they've got Chinooks? It flew over last night and we both said, oh, quite like to be in the back of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. We're both doing quite well now with business and we're you still like, oh, I wish I was sat on the back of that Chinook. And we know everyone sat on that Chinook is going, oh, I wish I was down there playing. <laughs> Planning their businesses. Yeah, <laughs> when you're in the training element of the Royal Marines, you are not necessarily so aware of why this discipline is so important no. until you get there and you go through it. You you had an, a story about how an element of lack of discipline cost you. Mm. And that's when you really learn, okay, no, I need to stick to my disciplines and the basics. It's a, it's, it's a little bit of a difficult one to admit, really, because it takes integrity to say I let my standards drop. Um I think that standards was aligned with complacency. And I suppose before I move it forward, it's people should, those listening, ask, ask yourself, where do you lack this in your own life? You know, where does your discipline lack, which has caused you to drop your standards? Is that in your appearance, is it financial, whatever it is? Because um, it takes discipline to get out of that rut. Um, and we'd spent a couple of weeks, probably, I, I think six weeks in Afghanistan and it was the fighting season hadn't begun and and there wasn't really much going on and I think because I hadn't fired my weapon in anger I'd cleaned it every day every day cleaned it every day when went out on patrol cleaned it come in from patrol cleaned it and it was always prepared and for some reason we'd been out on a couple of trips by this point operations and patrols and nothing had happened and this air of complacency set in where I was like, well, I'll, I'll just make sure there's enough oil on it. Um, do I really need to strip it fully down? No, I cleaned it yesterday and I haven't fired it since. Really sort of stupid, isn't it? Because it's a dust-filled environment, so your weapon gets clogged quite quick. We got engaged by the enemy for the first time ever and uh, I went to fire my weapon and it, it didn't fire. And I remember Vicey was like, get that fucking weapon firing now. And I was like, shit. And in my head talking to myself going, yeah, fucking idiot. And that was like, I've mentioned this before. That was the same sort of moment, like a very, I popped my cherry quite quickly in that whole moment of ducking out the way, almost feeling like I went into flight mode instead of fight mode anyway, hid in the ditch. Now I'm out of the ditch and then go to fire my weapon and my weapon doesn't fire. It's just, <laughs> like I said before, I learned a lot about myself in that split second. Mm. And and I think that's the point. You know, it takes reflection to go, well, well, A, what I mentioned in uh, a few episodes ago was the discipline of jumping away rather than sticking to the fight, but also the discipline of dropping my standard with my weapon. You know, this is an operation you know, we're going into sort of a heavily contested area. I need to be able to shoot. Um, and at that moment, that crucial moment to fire, it just goes and ask anyone in the military. There's nothing. They call it the dead man's click. Because mm. when you when you get that click of the weapon, it doesn't fire. The person looking at you is going to fire. And it is like, draw. Oh, shit. And yeah, went straight to the wall, went to fire it. And it just went, I was like, fuck, dead man's click. Dropped to my knees. Uh, Vicey came over the top of my head, started firing, and then he was like, "Get a fucking weapon firing now!" And I'm like, "Pulling so he was up." He covering you essentially. Yeah, there, there was a couple of lads there, 
And uh, so I was pulling on the cocking handles and let the cocking handle go forward, stood back up, went to fire it, didn't fire again. It happened three times. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, and, and that, that I got a serious, like, get a fucking grip of your weapon. And like, there was no sort of ego, like, well, I'm trying or anything mm. like that. We're in contact with the enemy here. We're getting shot at and my weapon's not firing. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm vital to the patrol. Everyone plays their role, but I have a machine gun not a rifle, which means I can lay down more fire. Um, and I can't, you know, I can't suppress the enemy. This patrol cannot suppress the enemy as well as it could because I'm inefficient because I didn't do the basics well. I dropped my standard. I came off the gas. Now, we, we've got a kind of little saying in our business that quick success breeds ego, adversity breeds humility. And so this is that whole growth mindset, fixed mindset. I could have gone oh, well, the weapon maybe was not doing this or or I could have got a bit annoyed with myself and then that was it. No, it was a. we learn from our mistakes. Elite don't become elite because they get good every time, do they? They have to fail and fail and fail. And that, for me, that moment there was like my wake-up call when I got back to the camp. Like, dude, get a fucking grip of yourself. No one had to say it. And everyone fails. I was, I was on a, a FaceTime of a good friend the other week and we were talking about, openly talking about failure. Um and, and a Marine I really look up to. And he was the same. He was like, yeah, oh, oh, I fucked up loads of time on tour and all that stuff. And then it all sort of comes out. But that those fuck-ups make you better in the long run because it reminds you, it gave me that nudge when I get back. I was like, right, clean your weapon. You clean it when you wake up. You clean it when you get back off patrol. And if you need to in the evening, clean it again. It is a nause. You know, it could take half an hour to an hour to clean your weapon. That's a hell of, hell of a time investment. When you're already knackered. Yeah, but it's... It's your life-saving tool. Yeah, you know, it's the tool that will save your life in the in the it's heat we- of the battle. Weapons first, Ex- and then personal administration last. Exactly, weapon first, self last. Um, and it was just one evening that I just dropped. It'll be fine. That sort of complacency. It'll be okay. Look at coronavirus. Are you still washing your hands the same amount you were washing your hands before? Are you still keeping your distance? Are you still doing the discipline stuff we were asked to do and stay alert now and all that stuff? So. It's very interesting when you make those comparables to everyday life is that one moment you take the foot off the gas and just lack that discipline, what is the chain reaction from there? What is the outcome? What is, um, what's what's going to come from that? And so for me on that wall was get a grip of your shit. Don't let that happen again. Yeah, I got a bollock in, of course I did. Uh, got into the fight in the end, got back to camp, had a word with myself, cleaned that weapon. My weapon forever stayed a standard. And I remember being in America a few years later and one of the guys I was with uh, was on that patrol. Um, So I had the LMG, which was the weapon system I was using out there in Afghanistan. I I was given an LMG lesson in America on a firing range and one of the guys who was with us on that patrol obviously noticed me throughout the rest of the tour. He's like, Ben, you give this one, you're all over that weapon system. Which was like, you're good at that weapon. And I actually knocked in my head. I was like, I remember fucking up with this weapon system. But maybe because then I went back and just went into that minute detail again. I went, never, ever, ever let that happen again. Be disciplined. Be all over your weapon drills. Make sure you know what you're doing. That, 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 that discipline improved as I went through the tour. Became a habit. Always be on top of my weapon. Two years later, you're all over that. You give the lesson. You're good at that one. And that, like, it does, strangely, means fuck all. Like, some lads will be listening going, yeah, it means fuck all, mate. But to me, I was like, no, that's because I kept that discipline. I regained that discipline. And that makes me good at what I do. It means a lot when you've had that moment 
in your own words where you say, I'm inefficient. Like in that moment, you were inefficient and you've turned it around to then give the lesson on it. Yeah. It's a big deal. You don't ever want to be inefficient on a patrol. No. Also a great piece to pull out of that story is that obviously the discipline or lack of discipline got you in that situation. But then repeated dis- disciplines that you'd done prior to that ensured that you didn't stay in that position of not being able to fire. The discipline got you through the intensity of the fire that's coming in. It's like it prevented you from going into complete meltdown where you were going, ah, oh, my weapon's not firing. I don't know what to do. But because of the previous disciplines on going, right, drills, up, top cover, down weapon system, uh, sorry, down ammunition, back, cocking handle, back in, and, you know, going through all that process, that discipline, this is why discipline underpins everything we do. Everything matters, but it's only at the times when you realise how much discipline matters. And then the discipline after that was, I'm never going to go back and not do the basics again of clean the weapon, of do this, because ultimately it leads to this. And you learn, it's a learning process. Discipline helps you learn more and therefore increases your capacity to do more. Do we have to learn the hard way? No, I, I, I do not think that you do. I think that you learn from things which we talk about. Not always, okay? Not always. You don't always have to listen through, uh, learn, learn through the hard face. way. Ben's making the I, I know disagree what he's with Tomo face. I know what he's going to say. Go on, I love but it you don't you always, disagree. <laughs> you don't always have to learn the hard way. There are some things which you inherently you can't learn unless you go through it. Fact. So my theory is that like the drills that you're talking about, even that is learning to be disciplined and learning failure because you guys are going to fail and get to have to stand on the naughty corner and you're going to have to do that and learning the feeling of I don't want to end up there again before having to learn it on the battlefield with a dead man's click? So I guess, I don't guess, I know for absolute certainty that you couldn't learn how to become a Royal Marines Commando through other people's stories. You have, you to, have go to go through adversity. Whereas there are some things which you can learn from other people, like good information is to not walk out of a top, uh, top flight of stairs door straight into the car park, you know, 10 floors up. That's good information not to do that. Whereas, you know, that kind of idea of learning from other people's mess ups. Yeah. You can learn from those little things. And that's just the same as you could learn from other people's disciplines. Yes. Go I, on, ben. I, I'm dying to hear what's yeah, struggling I'm not, to hold I'm not, it back. I'm not going to battle you on it. But what I would say is I don't think you need to be exposed to <laughs> adversity and everything to almost maintain and retain your discipline. But to get to a point, you must experience challenge. So in yeah. reading, like we obviously, between Tomo and I, we read a lot of books about successful business entrepreneurs because that's what we're in now. That's our space. That's where we're heading and that's what we want to do. Um, and you can take a huge amount of wealth of knowledge out of their books, you know, their routines, their habits, what they do, their approach, how they got here. But something always jumps out at me with this stuff is that you you will never be the tycoon. You'll never be the entrepreneur. You'll never be the executive you want to be without facing challenge along the way. Um, you have to you have to have your discipline tested. You have to have your discipline tested. That doesn't just mean adversity. That might just mean you testing your own discipline. Um whether that's physical training, your health, like I keep mentioning it, the simple things in life first. But you've got to go through it. And I, and I, and like we've heard a lot about business execs who say 
people who reach the top who have never fa- failed their business or like never never struggled and all these things aren't true business people aren't yeah. true athletes aren't true musicians and I actually I, I kind of agree with that I don't encourage the whole well make sure your first business goes under because then you know <laughs> what it's like I don't agree with that but the pitfalls the hurdles the learn the mistakes because then you can when you're at the top of your game and and this is something that I'm not proclaiming that we're at it's just you know hopefully we're, we're edging towards the top of our game but when you what I believe is when you're at the top of your game you own more authority to speak about your industry because of everything you've been through which is positive and negative and it's the discipline that's going to get you through those negative situations and I really dislike openly call bullshit on people who haven't been through enough and claim to be the ultimate coaches on resilience and mindset and and yeah the the certain areas the spaces we're in at the moment and other areas who haven't done it themselves Mm. and there's people far more credible than ourselves there always is someone better off in the world than you I know for a fact I've tested my own resilience. I know what my own mindset looks like. I know how to coach. So does Tomo and so on and so on. And I take great pride in that. That's a big thing. Take great pride. Not an ego thing. It's pride. But then I look around and think there's other people out there talking utter bullshit, selling people down the river for a quick buck who haven't applied these things themselves. And I think if you want to be able to stand on the podium, you don't ever, an Olympian doesn't stand on the podium and win gold and think, yeah, I've done it. They they cry because of their pride and how hard it was to get to that point, and it and and that isn't fraught with adversity, isn't fraught with e- e- either shitloads of success. It's how they've had to apply their discipline again and again and again to reach their pinnacle, and that's what we should all be searching for in life, no matter what it is, you know. And, and I'm not going to go all cliche and life huggy here, but everyone wants to achieve something. The art of achieving it is discipline. You you will never achieve what you want want to achieve. Let's be honest. Big goals, you're never going to achieve it without huge, huge discipline. And the reason people get bitter and a bit ugly around it, and ooh, look at them, they're, look how good they're doing, and there are a lot of people who are like that, um, is because they're angry and bitter at themselves that they mm. lack the discipline to get themselves to the top. I, I think you would agree with me on this, and probably yourself as well. Layla, that some of your biggest mistakes in life, actually the byproduct is increased discipline because of those mistakes. I will never let that happen again. I will always maintain an element of awareness to those things and therefore discipline. Every big error I've made in my life came from missing a basic thing. A basic thing. I work a lot with contracts with my freelance work and I'll go through the detail of the contract. I'll go through every little bit and da-da-da. But with one, I fucked up because I didn't check the company number. I didn't check the company name was registered to the right company number. I, or you don't check, oh, hang on, the date, right? You check all these little bits and da-da-da and you think you're ahead of the game. And um, yeah, you look back and go, yeah, I screwed up because I didn't get the right company. I didn't check their company name was correct. That's a really big point, actually, because it's something that we're bouncing around and we were speaking about yesterday is um, we're sat on a... an amazing idea which we're now developing in the app world and it's so exciting and you want to go and tell the world but because we've been stung this is what i mean about challenge and yeah you have to face difficult times and adversity because within our own business both of us have been stung before about 
telling someone something or doing something with someone and haven't done due diligence, mm-hmm. DD, big, big set of letters in the world of business, that shit went wrong and things happened and, and we've, but we've learned from it. And so when we're sat there and, and I know we were having a conversation yesterday, Tomo and I, I'm like, I need to tell this guy this thing because if I tell him, we could get, we could get a bit further down the line with it. Have the discipline not to say a single word. Yeah. And as much as it eats away, sometimes discipline is like eating away at you going, oh, I just really want to tell the world what we're doing. Take a step back and realize, remember what happened before where it went wrong. Same as being on the wall. Remember when you didn't clean your weapon properly and it fucked up. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Look, at, And what you're saying there. Do you remember when I one time I didn't do my due diligence and I didn't see the company number at the bottom? And um, when it's hard is almost a reminder. It's like, oh, if I'm finding it difficult, that's a reminder of how I even need to do it more right now. So talk to me about um, sort of real life, civilian life now, um, because I know that when you utter these words about the importance of discipline, you really mean them and you guys do everything that you preach um, and you guys make your kids make their bed at home and you guys are super disciplined in your day-to-day life. So for us civilians at home, sort of day-to-day normal life, what can we do as basics and what do you consider in your life as basic discipline now that you're not in the, in the Marines? Well, I think, um, not to get too deep, but it goes back before the Marines and I know you'll talk probably a bit more about your gambling, but cocaine is one of the most addictive drugs out there and one of the hardest to ever kick. Bloody hell, this podcast, I mentioned kids making beds and you're bringing up gambling and cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Straight to it. Yeah. <laughs> parental advisory yeah <laughs> explicit um no but it, it but this is why i believe discipline is a big thing so um well put it out there say it how it is yeah, you believe discipline can this get people is, off drugs this is why but the, i also think it's the basics right so take this so going i will come back to making beds and stuff shortly how how the hell did we get from cocaine making beds to cocaine i don't know but we will get back there we did that yeah, right so on. before the marines it took a it all links back to this inspiration of what we talked about many, many episodes ago. And what we talk about all the time is this ICE model, you know, inspiration, find your real drive. What, what do you want to achieve? What's your real ambition? You know, um, those of you which follow Simon Sinek, it's that why it's this, how am I going to get there? And what is it deep within me? So to get clean and to get to the gates of the Royal Marines training took immense discipline to kick a habit, which had become ingrained, you know, this feel good, oh, feels good i now look at that and the reason i mention that when when you ask about kids making beds and things like that is because i lack the discipline within my own life to take accountability of simple things and allowed it to attribute to the bigger picture my room's a mess i'm not cleaning myself i'm untidy i've not shaved i'm smoking i'm getting up late these things make you feel shit they make you feel really shit and then it's easier to get drugs and then oh, I'll just have some more Coke on a Tuesday afternoon because no one's around and I'm employed and I feel sorry for myself. Do you see the, the, the real reason lack the drugs is there as a massive mask and a massive camouflage, a massive cover up for the real small fucking basic mistakes I'm making. Clean your room. The moment. Yeah, it took something to nudge me, obviously, which we spoke about. Um, but the moment I discovered that inspiration, that intrinsic motivation and my why for doing something. I then go, I'm going to get up at 6.30 in the morning and I am going to go for a run. Even if I'm hanging out my arsehole, the discipline to do it. I'm going to clean my clothes. I'm going to wash myself. 
I'm going to hide in my room. I'm going to bring this military standard in before I've even got to the gate. And that's discipline. And that kicks, you know, fuck these drugs. This is not good. Discipline puts it to one side. So my utter belief is now I proved the point to myself. I didn't have to prove it to anyone else. And I know Tom has got his own story, proved it to myself and then got through training. And I found discipline very difficult to get a grip of in training because it's a whole new diff- type of discipline and someone telling you to be disciplined and so on and so on. Did you start small? Well, Did yeah, you start, I, I like, to... I'm just going to tidy my room? Yeah. Like when you were on drugs, when you were exactly unwell. Exactly that. What did you do? Strangest story. Well, not story. Strangest thing is I started making um, big pasta bakes and lasagnas. So I'd do physical training. I would tidy my room and I'd eat a really high carb meal. Uh, and the reason for that was because it made me feel different and it made me feel fuller and it made me feel that I was eating a genuine, because I wasn't eating properly, I was yeah. eating a genuine meal. And so the art of discipline for me was tidy your room and try and be like this a military standard before you've even got to the gate. That's really like, it's very simplistic in a way, but beautiful. So you sort of turned around and said, there's two things. I want to have a tidy room and I want to eat one proper meal a day. Yeah. And that then become becomes a habit. And 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 that, that, that proper meal was part of a disciplined routine and the physical training in there as well as I was hungry for the meal and it was on cold nights and it felt good and and it felt different and it felt nice and it felt difficult um so all things wrapped in one but these disciplines changed the way I was thinking which allowed me to put aside these bad habits and then like as we talk you know 66 days later sort of three months later my output my attitude had completely evolved into something new and I had somewhere different to go and habit is an action done on a regular basis so I'm no longer in the habit of taking drugs I'm in the habit of doing exercise making my room and just feeling like I was progressing towards something and I think the importance of that coming away from the military is why I'm quite hard on my kids with it and not hard as in intimidating hard but bring that discipline into the house is make your bed in the morning make your bed because it's discipline tidy your stuff away it's discipline pick your toys up i'm not picking your toys up for you because then you become entitled when you become entitled you think the world owes you a favor you bought your toys down you take your toys up you're going to put your plate on the side i'm not clearing up the table and people might listen to this and go well, what a dick no I know my children will grow up to be the human beings they have the potential to be because they got the basics right. Mm. Their discipline of, oh, I'm, do you know what Layla says? My youngest says, when I say, right, time to clear up. She's called Layla, by the way. Ace name. Yeah, cool name. Confuses the hell out of me. Zach, <laughs> Zach my eldest, is really good with it. Layla, when I say, right, tidy up time, you know, there's all, or, or when mum says tidy up time, she goes, oh, I'm bored like literally as soon as you say tidy up she'll go i'm bored i don't want to tidy up tidy up get it upstairs and and she'll just throw it all in her room and it but it will just be over the line of the doorway which is fine for me up to a point and then she's got tidy room another point but it's getting her into that routine because i'm bored doesn't really come up anymore it's now tidy up time everyone goes and tidies up and it's now they've gone from a discipline to a habit and if they can get those little things in really early in life, I know it sounds so basic and trivial and people might be like, yeah, but there's more to it than that. It's so important. It's the building blocks. It's the foundations for who they are so that when they go out into the world, they're more disciplined with money. They're more disciplined in their own house. They're more disciplined with their own health, their own physical exercise. No telly at this point of the day. Oh, well, why not? You know, that only lasts for a certain amount of time. 
then it becomes a habit. And when you're talking about discipline with kids, um, I'm quite strict with Lucas. Um, I don't know if strict is quite the word, but quite firm. Uh, and he always... Strict. Sorry to butt in. Strict or disciplined? People overuse this word of strict. Actually, are you just disciplined as a parent? I feel like discipline? I'm disciplined. Mm. People tell me I'm strict, but maybe they don't know the difference in the definition. Exactly. Yeah, but dis- disciplined strict. Strict is where you negate all the other good stuff of life and you're just strict on the only the disciplines. You don't enjoy life mixed with. That's just what Yeah, so that's is. not true. I'm not no, strict at exactly. all. I'm just super disciplined. So he always has to say, excuse me, before he gets down off the table. And he Absolutely always takes right. his stuff and puts it in the dishwasher. Um, I and my mom is like, oh, so unfair, poor thing. He's what? only little. How unfair! I'll clean your plate for you, darling. And my mom is like, poor Lucas, poor Lucas. And then the other day, um, and I'm like, no, he's putting his fork in the dishwasher. It's okay, you know. And then um, the other day, he was in the living room playing with my mom and playing with the basket and did it. He was playing with toys. And then he, without anyone telling him to, put it all back in the box, tidied it all up, and then went to get the next one out. My mom was like, oh. Look, isn't he a good boy? I didn't even ask him to tidy into it. I'm like, yeah, mom, that's because I've been telling him and disciplined to do that all the time when you've been moaning at me about it. That's the benefits of it. That's why. It wasn't an accident. No, it wasn't an accident. It's, it's now a habit. Like he's neat and tidy and asks, excuse me, and puts something in the dishwasher every time out of habit. I don't make him clear our whole table, but he takes his plate and his fork. Yeah, I think that's a, a real nice point as well, what you said. It doesn't have to be all the time, but what you what you induce is their ability to be disciplined and that sometimes you do pick their plate up and take it to the dishwasher and go, I got this one because that's your way of saying I am disciplined and I, yes. and, and I help clear up at times as well. And, and I'm going to treat you to not have to walk to this, uh, to the dishwasher all the time. That's, that's really, really, like I said, trivial, but it's that balance. That switches and it's not... the entitledness as well. Exactly. Then and it it's feels not... like I'm doing him a favor, not, well, your parents should clean up after you. Exactly. And it's not strict. It's that, hey, you've cleaned the table up five days this week. I'll do it this time. Yeah. You know, you're in it together. There's a degree of humility as a parent there. But he would do it anyway. That's the biggest thing. If you didn't do it, he would do it anyway. And that's when you know discipline is good. We have that discipline sort of teamwork at home. Like we are all in it for the same thing and we all help each other at the house. Um, But the other thing I was desperate to say whilst you were telling that story about cocaine and the discipline of getting out of cocaine addiction was just how much I love this podcast because you listen to so many others and you see so many other books and sort of the mental health route of like do this exercise and achieve this and achieve that and people forget that some people are actually in a really bad way and some people don't realize they're not eating one good meal a day one hot good meal a day and I think there's a lot of people who do need to stop reflect and say yeah I'm gonna cook one damn good meal a day I'm gonna make sure I eat one hot meal a day and sit down and do that. And that's where it starts. It doesn't start at get up at 4 a.m. all of a sudden when you've got a coke addiction and you're stressed and all this life is like, that's why I love this podcast because it's so real, raw. And there are little things you got to get right first. Part of the part of the cooking thing for me as well was cooking it from scratch and that whole discipline of ingredients, method. Bro, you made lasagna from scratch? You know, the pa- I didn't bang some pasta shit. I was going to say, I God, know, I couldn't but... do that now. <laughs> no, but it was, um, you know, all that idea of making it yourself and it's it was made at home. And that, for me, meant something as well. It was Proper. A, yeah, it's a discipline of doing it. So, and, I, and it all came from understanding this is through reflection again. And hopefully this is where we can help people out is I never set out to make a pasta bake. 
as like part of my disciplined routine and think this is making me more disciplined. It just, it felt right. It felt part of what I was doing. It, it brought a structure to my life. And now when I look back and go, well, of course that was part of being a disciplined person was the exercise, the getting up in the morning, you know, not staying out too late. I was horrendous, you know, drugs and um, all that type of stuff. Horrendous to staying out to like two, three o'clock in the morning, just sat in my car with a mate smoking weed and stuff and eating like a whole box of Frosties because I just have the munchies. That's the fucking worst thing for you. Um, So bringing the food thing for me was a big thing. Like I was bringing this real big discipline. I lost a lot of weight on cocaine as well. And uh, uh, because it it stops your, it stops your hunger basically. And so I wasn't eating properly. So bringing that into, into my life was again changing an art of discipline as well and I was talking to my wife about it the other day we were talking about people who smoke and I was looking back at when I used to smoke um god fuck I really did fuck my body up for a while um was I heard a great thing that if you want to stop smoking you got to disassociate those certain certain things you have with smoking so one of the things I used to like about smoking was unwrapping it you know, unwrapping the wrapper and then pulling that foil off, you know, that there's that fresh deck. And I know the smokers listening now will be like, oh, yeah, when there's 20 white butts sticking back up here. That was part of it. Also, what, what, what I found was, especially in the Marines, was waking up in the morning, You whether you do exercise or you get yourself ready for the day, um, was to have that morning um, cigarette with a cup of tea, a nice sweet, I, I like a two sugars, milky cup of tea. And when I had a cup of tea without that cigarette, I would think I still want the cigarette and it'd give me a craving. And what I had to do to break the habit of smoking was I couldn't have that cup of tea in the morning mm. and I have an orange juice and just change a slightly different dynamic in the way I do things. So where do you drink that tea? You drink it outside and have the cigarette outside. I now drink that orange juice upstairs. Um, and that helped me disassociate the feeling of oh, having that cup of tea makes me want to go outside and have a cigarette. And do you know what? It was fucking difficult. I actually think it was harder than giving up drugs. Wow. Because I think there was more of an inspiration and more of a drive for smoking. I just wanted to kick the habit. And and I think a lot of people find themselves saying that sentence, you know, the drugs and things like that is a very deep, big part of it. But it's not really everyday occurrence for most people, I don't think. It's more common than we, we realise, but a lot of people actually have a grip on maybe the drugs they do and it's a weekend thing. Again, maybe consider that though. But um, for me, it was it was kicking that habit of smoking. Maybe because it's socially acceptable, people are less... Yeah, it's probably that. And, and re- again, like we always say, surround yourself with excellence. If you're surrounding yourself with the people who think it's socially acceptable to do that stuff, then that's going to decrease your discipline in how you want to be. But kicking that habit of smoking was a real important part because it's helped us on our journey and understanding how people tick is have the orange juice upstairs instead of the the sweet tea downstairs because then you won't want a cigarette. Two months go by of discipline, hard work, oh, craving, I feel pissed off because that's what you get with it, to this is normal. And actually, I can have a cup of tea again. And I think that's really important for people to apply that into your life. You know, food, exercise, all these types of things that we can just fall by the wayside on is where can you just bring that new area of discipline into your life so you can begin to form it into more of a habit big how you talk about having a cup of tea again 
because you, Tomo, talk about addiction and gambling often with the gambling addiction that you had and how it was important to you to be able to gamble again, but in control to show that you really had mastered that discipline, I guess. Yeah, so if you think about um, disciplines, uh, disciplines and another way to look at it, are, they're effectively equipping you with more skills. And if we go through life, you know, when, when we're talking about kids here, we you know we're saying we're very disciplined, but what we're do, actually doing is equipping them with a series of skills. Because I'm sure we'd all agree here that life is very difficult. There are multiple complexities with all of the things that are going around the world. And, you know, it's very difficult and there are a lot of problems, but we shouldn't really ask for less problems. We should, you know, be looking for more skills. And that is where we make that turning point where we're understanding those disciplines, gain us more skills. And when I had the gambling addiction, I was messing my life up. I'd, uh, and I know some of the people that I used to do it with uh, listened to this podcast. And there was a, uh, there was a snooker room or a, or a snooker room where we used to go. It's called Canary Q in Norwich. And every, what's wrong with that? His face. Canary Q. Uh, we could make a video just of Ben's face throughout the podcast. Go on. And how I'm sat. And I used to go there from, it was my nightly, and this is, where it, this is where it gets very interesting, my nightly habit, because I was a bit of a tearaway and I wasn't really doing anything between ages, so it's 16 to 19, I'd go with my friends to Canary Q to play maybe pool, but the reason I was going is to gamble, because I had like seven fruit machines and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to, uh, you know, maybe tonight's going to be my night, but I made it the habit. The habit was going there every night, and I was associating I needed to gamble there. And I became addicted very quickly to those things. And it actually started. I know where I first gambled. I know the first place I gambled. It was in the Isle of Wight. Sorry, it was in, the, in a hotel in Torquay. And my mother had just won on the 5p slot machines. She was like, oh, I just won £16. I was like, Money. I need £16. This was age 14. So that was the first time I gambled. But then it didn't really catch up with me until I was about 16. And I didn't have a lot going for me, no academic qualifications, really working. And the pub that I worked at had this fruit machine called Chase the Dragon or something like that. And it was basically all colourful and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I need to win more money. Because for ding, me, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I was all about, you know, I need to accumulate more money. I need to win at life because I've failed at life to this point. Uh, and through 1619, this addiction was was everything. It was what who I was. I was a gambling addict. And then age 19, I was like, right, I need to change my life. And throughout training, I did some gambling as well. And it, and there was a turning point a couple of years later where, where I gambled the deposit for our house, mine and my wife's. And Did you know prior to this that there was a problem? Yeah. Yeah. However, I kept it. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I lied. You started to hide it yeah, because you knew it was yeah, wrong. Yeah. Mm. I lied because I was embarrassed you about it. You gambled the whole deposit. Yeah, all the savings we had for the for the deposit of about five thousand, six thousand pounds. Shared money as well, so not yeah. even your money. Age twenty one, that's quite a lot of money mm. when you're not when you're earning what fifteen grand, sixteen grand a year. And did you did you tell her? Did she find out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we really fell out about it. And then I went to see someone, and it was a psychologist. I didn't go and see anybody else. I went to see a psychologist, and he explained that this addiction is like a black hole in your mind and if you feed it that black hole will get bigger and I was like and he was like you need to you need to close that black hole down so that you're not consistently falling into it because when you fall into it it's, 
you, you're in a never-ending cycle of gambling, of addiction. You be, you're it. You are the gambling addict for the rest of your life. So he was like, what you need to do is you never need to gamble again. Um, stop all gambling, lottery, uh, scratch cards, uh, Saturday gambling on the pools. and the Cold turkey. Yeah, complete cold turkey. Because a lot of my money was lost on online casinos and actual physical casinos. And for two years, I stopped it. But I was it was still at the back of my mind. I was like, I don't ever want that to come back. Because now, I'm now moving forward in my life. And I am now having difficulty having children. And I'm now having to put money away to try and save for IVF. And talk about that another time. I do not want to now be that person which throws away my children. Mm. Or my potential children. You That's how a, serious it got. You had an inspiration. I had an inspiration. So therefore, with the addiction, I was like, okay, if I can never do these things, then I am, in effect, the addiction's bitch. Oh. Okay? Yeah. The addiction controls me. I do not control it. I do not have my previous discipline. I had no discipline. I had a lack of discipline, hence what related and ended up in me be becoming an addict because I had no discipline. I was unchecked. So I was like, right, okay, what if I can consciously check myself and gamble? Moving from the point of I have to gamble to I'd like to gamble. Making that distinct difference. In control. In control, discipline of, right, I give myself four pounds. I remember doing it. It was at a market. Were you scared? No. Really? You no. knew you were ready? I'd, at that point... The fear, I was just like, no, I need to, this, you have to do this. If not, you will screw your life up. And I remember going and walking to Betfred or something like that. And I was like, right, you've got four, before I went in, discipline was, you've got four pounds, go and do some pools, to go and do some football pools. You know, choose the teams, win, lose, win, bet, draw, or whatever it was called. Um, I did it. And I was like, as I walked out, I was like, well done, mate. Did it, lost four pounds, walked away? I didn't lose, well, because the games were still being played that afternoon. Ah, okay, did it and walked away. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, winning some, losing some. But I didn't have the same feeling when I'd lost the four pounds as what I'd had prior to that many years, or a couple, literally a couple of years before where I was like, oh my God, I need to get that money back. I need to get that money back. I need to get that money back. And I left it for a month and I did it again. And I left it for a few more months and I did it again. And now I've got to the point where I don't, I do it sporadically. When I if I want to do it, I now have complete control of that because the regular discipline, checking in and going, can I do this? Setting myself limits, setting myself this. That over a period of time, that discipline got stronger in me. That habitually, now I don't gamble. But if I choose to do it, I have complete control You're and not. can be very disciplined. My discipline in that area went from completely out of control to completely in control that I can now walk into a casino, because I've done it, I can walk into a casino, £100, and when that £100 is gone, I'm done. Do you know the big difference? I'm no longer emotional when I'm at the table. The emotional investment in that is now replaced by complete control and discipline in once the £100 is gone, you are out of there. Whether you win or you lose, you go. No option. 
I think it's important to say you need to be ready though and not encourage people who are cold turkey on anything to give it a go because otherwise you're the gambling's bitch because everyone is different. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that that is how you how you should to do it. No. This but it is how I did it. But yeah, that's it how it worked for you. And for some people that will absolutely work for them too. Um, but just go cautious on that. I like it because it aligns with what you said about now you can have that cup of tea, but before you couldn't because it was so associated. Yeah. And it took discipline for you both to get out of those situations. And I guess it takes discipline to make sure you don't fall into any, well, like you said, unchecked discipline falls into negative habits. So using discipline, not only to create new good healthy habits but using discipline to get out of negative habits because you can create bad habits through having bad discipline which is a massive other point and discipline every area and we spoke about it earlier but discipline every area of of your life is so so important so if you don't make the bed or you walk into your office and it's a mess your desk is a mess and you've got papers all over it it's probably a reflection of what's going on inside of you a lack of discipline a lack of control of you because if you physical world is a mess the chances are your internal world is also probably a bit of a mess. I am um, in line with what Tom is saying there about not becoming the bitch of your own poor habits. It's uh, there was a really interesting message that came through to my account the other day in reference to this podcast. Was um, I put a post up about having a rest day and which you guys know that rest and family are quite sacred in my house. You know, when it's the weekend, it's the weekend. And I, even I got wrapped around the axle when we were starting the business out was, which is probably aligned to a lot of stress and what we're talking about with the throat music was I was listening too much to gurus and maybe the wrong mentors, I want to say. People I don't know, but uh, I'd read their books and listen to their stuff. I think I was listening to a couple of the wrong ones who were almost encouraging me to be obsessive. And that obsession was, well, it's Sunday, doesn't matter, I'm building the empire because in 10 years' time, I'm going to be standing on that stage and say, when you were resting, I was working. Mm. Uh, it took a step back, I think, to realise that, oh, actually, we're doing that. You don't need to... Would you stop mu- knocking your mic? <laughs> the lack of discipline. It, it, but it took time to step back and go, we don't need to do that. We're on a trajectory here. We're doing very well with what we're doing and we still need to make time for ourselves. That was a big conversation I remember having was be selfish. Um, and this... And, I and remember ma- that. Yeah. That was a turning point. It was a real turning point. For you personally. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah, I was at like the coal face. The business conversation that you both had? Yeah. To remind yourselves to take rest well, we, days. We kind of coach each other a lot now in our own business. It's yeah. really important to do mm. that, I think, and keep each other in check. And when you were t- when you were saying that, I, I remember that after that point, you were like, but you're saying that's okay for me to be selfish. Yeah. Yeah. To almost over-disciplined, which became obsessive. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big thing I want to call a bit of bullshit on in a minute, was I keep saying it, and this comes through reflection now, and... I think I lost it, never really had it in the Marines. And then as we were starting business, become too disciplined and too obsessive. That was ignoring my family and we're on the road a lot. And it was stressing me out and all these things. And I think I remember even putting on a bit of weight because of it. And it was the wrong thing to do. It's because I was just listening to the wrong things in life, which weren't aligned to me. And it re- Go on. What are you calling bullshit on? I'll come to that in a second. But the message that came through the other day really resonated with me because someone messaged saying, oh, I saw your post about rest day. 
Um, I'm following someone online at the moment, an American guy who says, never rest up at this time, discipline, discipline, discipline. And this person, I'm feeling a bit tired. And I, and, and I remember being like that. I remember being that, I used to, when we didn't have Leyland, we had Zach and Zach was a bit younger. I was genuinely up at 4.30 to 5 o'clock in the morning, writing my book, doing physical exercise. And it felt good. As soon as the second one came along, I was fucked and there was no way it was happening. And I had to kind of accept that oh, this old discipline I had is gone, but I can create a new discipline off it. And one of the disciplines was to do nothing on a Sunday. I know it sounds absolutely crazy to some people like, no, you've got you to gotta keep eating your diet. Don't get distracted. Bullshit. Utter bullshit. And when you get people messaging you going, oh, I'm trying to stick to this. But when you say rest day, you know, I kind of really want a rest day. Do you know why you want a rest day? It's because you're burnt out. Because that discipline that you're following isn't aligned to who you are. It's setting people up for failure. Yeah, you're going to frag yourself out. You're going to be me in the car looking out the window, listening to fucking throat music, going, I want to cut my own throat in a minute. <laughs> Mongolian throat music is getting it today. Um, it's not the music, it was the timing. But it, but it is that. It's, it's where does it go from discipline to habit to over-obsessive, compulsive? I, I'm, Which I'm, again is a lack of control. It is. It is. It's, it really is. And, and, and Such again, a fine balance. And it's not a hounding at, at people with OCD mm. in a condition. Obviously, I, 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 that's not where we're going with this. But it's just drawing on a point where is obsessive actually good for you? You know, is getting up at 4.30 in the morning because you're listening to someone else tell you that you should join the 5am club? Do you know what? I get up at 5am quite a lot because I like it uh, and it suits me. I didn't get up at 5am this morning and I'm not going to sit there and go, oh my God, I didn't get up at 5am and beat myself up about it. Do you know why? Because I'm disciplined because I know tomorrow I'll set the alarm and get up at 5am. And it that can create a lot of guilt. These exactly. Days. And the discipline's the self-control. It's, I'm going to have a rest day. I'm going to lie into weight. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what I want within the confines of what I know is within my discipline. And that goes to your bit about gambling is, I would do it when I want. Make sure that what you're listening to is aligned to what you want to do. Okay, when people message you saying, I'm listening to this at the moment and it's making me feel tired. You're listening to the wrong person or you're listening to too much of it. Calling bullshit on the people that are saying that this is the only way in which they can achieve in their life if they do exactly what I say. Because if what I say, you're not doing it, you're not going to achieve in your personal life because I know what it takes. What they're missing is that Everybody's life is different. They are not factoring in that somebody's got five kids. They're not factoring in that someone's got work in a 12-hour shift in a day. Then because they're struggling, they're only a breadwinner for their home. They've got to work throughout the night, four, five hours, whatever it might be, stacking shelves or wherever they're going to provide. But then they're still saying, you have to have the obsession to do this discipline. You need to do physical exercise here, here and here. And you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And that's not right because ultimately people don't understand everyone. But there has to be a learning curve where people say, I'm going to take the good bits out of that person's regime so and apply what I can to Use it as a life. mirror because not only are they not factoring it in, but sometimes the listener isn't factoring it in. Yeah. So you're not factoring in your own life. You're trying to achieve something that someone else who has six nannies and no kids or whatever is, is doing. And it's like, no, factor it into yourself. Think about your own life. Go back to basics. 
I'm glad you said that because you've, you've drawn a highlighter over what I was trying to call bullshit on. And it's exactly that because that's what I was listening to. It's like, you got to be doing this, man. You got to be you got to be up at 430. And you got to. And sorry that they're American, but that's who I was listening to. And and I was like, I, I felt like that sort of struggling, un, unhealthy kid. But on coming cross- from where we come from, we've. I can I know where you felt because I felt that the earliest part of it I felt weak not being able to do what they yeah, could do. Yeah, that's it. And I was about that's what I was about to say. I felt like that kid at the back of the run, the school run, who was like struggling to keep the true up. Handbrake. The handbrake. I was like, oh god, they're going on about this all the time. I'm knackered. And then just one day, I think it was after that conversation we had, I was like, oh fuck this. I've got two kids, a mortgage, <laughs> a dog, a cat, a wife, two cars. I've got a business to run. I'm gonna get up when I want. But the discipline was. Get up when Ben wants within the confines of his discipline. Say, get up at seven. But if you're getting up at seven, get up at seven. Don't snooze. And that was the biggest turning point for me was little things like, don't use snooze necessarily. You know, I still use snooze now, but use it not as like, as the default default seven. Yeah. As as the habit. And you've done another hour in bed and stuff like that. Or... Or just get up. If you say you're going to get up and do exercise, it's almost like my own conversation with myself. Mate, if you're going to say you're going to get up and do exercise tomorrow morning, get up and do exercise tomorrow morning. Um, If you're not going to have a drink on a Friday, don't have a drink on a Friday. And it was like this sudden flexibility and discipline within my own life was to be not obsessive because someone 2,000 miles away who lives a completely different life to me and doesn't have any kids and can read five books a week and all this ridiculous stuff at 4am. I was like, I can't achieve this. And I think we've found more success within our business and more speed and momentum in achieving what we want to achieve by saying, I've got my own routine and my own discipline. And if we were to write a discipline routine book like the Habits and the uh, the 5am Club, it would be literally around find what's right for you, Mm. but stick to what you say, because that's discipline. That's making me think of two things, because firstly, you need to be really careful of what you're ingesting via social media and podcasts, etc. Because if, you know, some of these podcasts that you think are here to help you are actually making potentially making you feel guilty and weak and crap about yourself. Um, Get rid of that and find a discipline that helps you um, basically pushing yourself within your boundaries rather than targeting someone else's ludicrous boundaries. But secondly, also it makes me think about how with exercise, if you exercise a muscle, a physical muscle in your body, you have to rest it for it to heal. So it makes no sense that we attempt a discipline that doesn't have a rest day. Mm -hmm. That is a great point. I was just waving my arms in the air because I thought of a point which I hope will resonate with people and what we've been speaking about the last five, 10 minutes and also what um, I attempted to and then Tomo defined calling bullshit on was a lot of the people we listen to you know and 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 rightly so you know, there's many uh, entrepreneurs and people who've made it in the world that I listen to and watch as many famous people which I sort of really look up to and listen and watch and you listen to these speeches that you see them on Goldcast and YouTube channels with this dramatic music in the background and it's clips of people running and it's this discipline, like this speech behind it. And it's like, oh, this is powerful for the morning. And 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 like I said at, at the beginning of this um, at this chat, it was, it was people get to the top through immense discipline. Some of the people you hear talk about this stuff though, you got to get up every day relentlessly at this time and do this and do that and it's it feels like they're pointing at you and I remember when obviously what we've been discussing there was thinking oh god I'm struggling to keep up here these guys are relentless if I can't do this I'm never going to be where they are and then it took a point 
to go, not a fucking chance if you had a rest day. Not a chance if you had a Sunday morning laid in till 12 o'clock and eating a bacon sandwich in your pants with a drink on the side saying it's Sunday, yay. There's not a chance if you not gone to the gym on one day because you didn't feel up to it. There's not a chance you've done this. And, and for me, that was my perfect moment to go, yeah, it's okay. This road is very bumpy. It's full of speed bumps and potholes. And some days I'm going to not feel up for it. And other days I'm going to not. Uh, and other days I'll feel good. And I kind of just took a step back and went, some of the people I'm listening to at the moment, I now think are lying because yeah. I, there's not a chance that you shit. When you see them with their children, you're like, nah, you're either a shit parent because you're never around and you're doing it only for yourself and that you get up at four and then never speak to anyone because you're working on your business and your body or you're as equally as fragged as I am right now, mate. And, that, and, and now, hopefully, I'd love to stand on a stage in five years' time with Tom and say, this is how we built our dreams when we were disciplined and accountable to ourselves and when we say we're going to do something we do it i'm not going to be told to do something by someone else because they they think i should get up at five they think mm. i should get up at four thirty. the podcast is telling me this golden nuggets from all walks of life and that's look how for it that, though. even in this podcast i kind of look for you to tell me like you know i know you guys shower like three times a day and you guys um iron all your clothes really like religiously and I, I think like, is that something, what's the, e I think it's because we're looking for an easy thing. I'm like, give me a list of three things I should do to be, therefore I'm disciplined. You know, we're looking for something easy. Whereas really it is reflect, right? You're saying like, look at you, what you do. If you snooze every morning, don't. <laughs> like it has to be your time. You'll push your own boundaries. I've gone, got to a certain point now with discipline is where I've now got the discipline to not let things go too far. Okay. So now I'm using discipline because there's so much going on in my life. And obviously, Ben shares that as well. But I've now got to the point where I'm looking at things going, you need to not eat as much stuff. You need to now exercise in this point because you've let that go for too long. It's not ages. Of course, it's not ages. But it's a point where it's, it's cutoff points. It's like, no, 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 don't go any further. That's the discipline. I found that dis you can use discipline in that way as well to say, uh, if you go over that bridge, that is bad. That's a bad place to be. Stay on this side of the water. Okay. Stop. Put the roadblocks in and do something about it. So you take yourself back a few miles behind, say, the, the water or the or behind enemy lines. If you think if you think about that, the enemy enemy lines is where the turning point happens, the front front forward line of enemy troops. Everyone's got their own opinion of discipline. Uh, and discipline to you that might actually be something completely different to me. And this is why we're saying about these big big sort of successful people stand on stage and say you gotta do this gotta do that man because because the sentence begins with you got to and they've made it and they've made it in an industry you want to make it in you're thinking i have to do this mm. right so one of the biggest areas of discipline i've learned to do is not beat myself up over things that's a discipline mm. right so true so regret uh, oh i should have got by five because they did and oh i did have a I, oh, I missed a run who gives a shit all right. You know when you're disciplined, you know when you're losing control. And just to align what, what Tom is saying there is he knows when he's getting towards his extremity of I need to now make a change before I before I fuck it up. You know, before all of a sudden I look in the mirror and go, whoa, easy on the love handle, son. You know, it's but but that's discipline to go. I'm comfortable in the way I'm being. And, and that's self-awareness too. exactly. Yeah. And going back to the first point. Self uh, discipline is controlled behavior. 
It's your ability to control yourself. And so don't always look outside for, there's people like us who can say certain things, but take the golden nuggets and make it work for you. You know, the discipline, the reason, okay, so you mentioned ironing and, 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 and washing and stuff like that. People listening to this podcast do not need to go out ironing all their stuff and and washing all the time just because that's part of our discipline. Actually, the reason that discipline's there for us is because it's our attitude. That's our standard. So we have this discipline to make sure you are well presented. Make sure that you wash yourself because the hygiene levels that you've just spent the last 10 years doing is that if you come out the battlefield and go on a, on a ship, you're going to make people ill. You know, that's an integrity. It's a standard of excellence. It links to our values. That's that's our discipline that is now who we are. It's our attitude. So walking out the house with an unironed t-shirt isn't for you at all. It's for me. Um, I was talking to one of the football players the other day about this is stop getting other people to clean your boots. You clean your boots. And when you miss a bit of mud, when you you miss a little bit of mud on your boot, that's not for everyone else. That's because you dropped your standard. That's your discipline. At- you out there telling footballers to clean their own boots. I fucking love that. Yeah, get to top flights, <laughs> top six teams and yeah. tell me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. If, you, if you look deep enough inside, clean your boots. If you, It's a simple it's thing. It's your high standards. It's, it's, it's absolutely right. Discipline is linked to, you know, if, if you if you want to get a little bit better in life at just at anything, change something. Do it for a protracted period, which is the discipline in doing it. And you might not like it or you might like it. But then it becomes a habit and you go, ah, now I've got a new skill. Now I've got something better. Now I can iron my clothes. I now it, le- it leads to standards. Disciplines lead to standards. Definitely. Ben, you said something earlier that I think you're touching on now. You said this before we even got into the podcast, actually, when we were chatting, is that discipline also forms a habit of attitude. Tell me about that. That's pretty much what I was alluding to with the ironing uh, and this high standard of bearing okay so bearing is who we are how we carry ourselves like i said at the beginning i can walk down a high street and spot a marine not because of what he wears or or his tattoos it's his bearing and if i if he's not a marine i can guarantee he's pretty aligned to something like that i.e from a different regiment close to the marines so um that is a standard that's an attitude that's a habit to walk out of the house and be like i hold myself like this like my chin's here remember we're talking about drill right at the beginning of training chest out chins up that was like the command that was a genuine command um and it teaches you to walk like that and that's a standard that's an that's an attitude that's a bearing that's how you hold yourself that's pride that's i am this it's like choosing discipline as a value to form part of your character yeah well one one of the disciplines uh, one of the values in the royal marines is excellence you know excellence is a form of discipline always look to do that bit more always look to try and push yourself as far as you can go always look to do this and that's a discipline in our world that might not work for everyone um, but that's a discipline in our world. And I I think, um, I know we're probably drawing towards towards yes. the end of the podcast. And I think this week's homework has to be aligned to what we're talking about in refining, not defining necessarily, but refining what you believe to be your discipline and okay. see the effect. So before you give your homework, yeah. um, anyone who's been listening, 
thank you if you like the podcast hit it with five stars subscribe follow us across um instagram and twitter as well we're commando underscore mindset um stay part of the tribe be part of this because it's really cool i love it i've really enjoyed today's podcast and i think you will have too and we give you homework if you're new here soz you got shit to do go up ben yeah, we've got loads of time. We're all in lockdown anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they've yeah. got kids, Ben. They like there's people there with real lives. Go on. Yeah, get some discipline. Um, uh, just I, I, I would like. Uh, hopefully, the rest of you would like them to as well. Is we know there's people listening on this podcast who have been messaging of late with. I think maybe a year ago, people would have said issues. I think they're not issues. They're things that happen in people's lives that truth. they would like. The truth. They would like to find an edge around they would like to um, get away from like to improve health and fitness is always one health and fitness is a massive one we've seen some other ones come through which are deeply personal which we won't mention but people do look in the mirror and go "Hmm," you know not necessarily happy with that or they look at their financials and they go "Mm, could be better or they look at their eating habits their drinking habits smoking habits I, i would like people to go away this week and first off make a list real small list okay of two to three basic things that you would like to improve and then see a way of how you can then attribute discipline to each of one of those points so not too much this is why it's part part of this is start small okay reason we're taught to wash our willies and our balls and our bum holes in the marines is because it's a basic level of hygiene but it's a discipline which will stay with us our entire career um I would like people to identify these basic areas in their life that they know they could make a difference. So if you are a snoozer and you say you get up at 7 a.m., but you you snooze to 20 past, half past seven, start to apply that discipline of no more snooze buttons and maybe even just go for 6.55 because that's a real win for the day. That's a real win. Maybe if you want to give up smoking, let's replace the cup of tea, the coffee and standing outside and sitting in your dressing gown and whatever it is people attribute to that cozy start to the day get it gone orange juice stay indoors physical health okay just start walking this cunt in in, in ooh, that word i was meant to finish that whole word so i will this country <laughs> this country so leaving that in <laughs> yeah leave Where that one in yeah. yeah yeah i wasn't saying it um this country's gone physical and uh, and health mad, you know, through through coronavirus, but there's still a lot of people not doing it. So now, like you said at the beginning of this podcast, Layla, of of what are you gonna come out of coronavirus like? You know, you know, what have you done? Where are your disciplines? What have you changed? It's, now's not too late. It's you've probably got another month or so of really d- stuck in this thing. Months possibly all you need to change the habit. So Let's, let's go for a couple of things hypothetically. If it's, it's waking up, no more snoozing, you're up at 5.2. Um, physical health, start to get those three 5K walks in a week or something, you know, half an hour walking. Um, eating, drinking, smoking, whatever it is, start to apply discipline into your life where you can begin to see change and you know you can take action with. Um, and then finally with that is is what tech can you use to help you through that? So... Maybe just during this period of time, come away from the news, come away from too much Facebook and Instagram of everything that seems a little bit wrong in the world right now. Keep up to date. Do your thing. But just be aware of what you're letting into your mind. Download Calm. You know, we're not sponsored by Calm. This is just just download Calm. I use Calm. I think it's brilliant. Download Headspace. Download a fitness app. 
Download a snooze button. Download a sleep app. You know, snooze button. Download. A, <laughs> don't, don't download down, the snooze button. Do not loads, download the snooze button. There are loads of apps. I think there's one. Oh, I wish I knew the name. I'm, I'll pop it in the description if I find it. But there's one that um, is about a, like, if you do something consistently, it gives you like little badges and it can be whatever you want it to be. So if it's like, I'm going to work out for 10 minutes on Monday. Uh, what's it called? Like a stream when you do things many times. Don't know, just leaving you awkward. Yeah, it's yeah. leaving me that. You've had not, a few brain farts on yeah. this one, haven't you? Not helping you out there at all, will yeah. we? Nah, let's let us sink. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you do things consistently, and it, it, these apps can be relevant to whatever you make it relevant to. Yeah, yeah. So you do it three times, four times, four times, and then you lose the streak. There you go. You lose got the streak yeah. if you got haven't yeah. done it three or four times. So if there's tech that helps you, <clears> go find that tech. Oh, final bit of tech. This is a lot of homework. Downloads uh, Simple Mind. What's that one? <laughs> Simple Mind Plus. It allows you to create whiteboards. And in the center on one of my whiteboards is called Morning Routine. And it's got five things that come off this morning routine. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, look at it. It doesn't have to be the ones we're mentioning. It can be anyone that works for you, but... Um, have a little look at those and if you like them let us know you've been listening to commando mindset with ben williams anthony tomo thompson and leila Annalee. lee thank you we'll see you next wednesday how come he gets a nickname because you didn't want one what's <laughs> your nickname Bunny. oh my god look at your t-shirt it's actually the name that we agreed to do the podcast oh shit yeah just do it Commando Mindset.